I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30 plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says. Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, the founder of Miles to Memories, joined as always by Joe Chung from As the Joe Flies. How you doing, Joe? Pretty good. How are you? I know the answer already, so you don't need to I'm answer. I'm doing well. You can see the sweat well, dripping that's, uh, from That's his a little rude of you, not so allowing me to do it. <laughs> Flop sweats. Yes, we can all see and that's, uh, And the person making fun of me, as usual, is Mark Osterman, our managing editor of the website. Mark, how's it going? You... Uh, you're so far away. Good. We're only like a few miles had, from each other. It's crazy. I've had uh, the Coomers uh, invading my life for the last two days. It's been a lot of fun. Kids got together. Ellie and Connor and Charlotte all got to play, swim all weekend, and uh, hung out at the house yesterday. So we had a lot of fun. Got to show Sean the uh, the good parts of Detroit so he uh, doesn't think it's so bad anymore, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it's been fun. It's been fun being in Michigan, and it's been great to see the girls uh, play with each other and Connor they all getting along all three of them and got to see the cottage finally after hearing Mark talk about it for the last uh, year plus or year or so since he bought it so it was nice to get to to see it up there and where he lives or where his cottage is is a beautiful little town nice area it had some nice restaurants and yeah lots of good stuff so I had a good time Ellie got to swim in Lake Huron what more could you ask for you could ask for it to stop raining like it has the last two days but other than that other than that, it's been great. But yeah, I'm glad you guys came. Uh, you know, maybe we can get Joe to leave Boston once for something. So that's the goal. Everybody keeps saying we need to have a meetup in Boston so Joe, that Joe can come and meet everybody. <laughs> yes, that's the perfect solution. Thank you. I, I left Boston last week. Thank you very much. It's on the agenda. Okay. Went to New Jersey again. <laughs> hey, doesn't where else? Where else do you need to go? Anyway, yes. New Jersey, home of the best way to turn left. But yeah, I uh, went to Acadia National Park. We'll be talking about that a little bit later. I'm taking over hosting duties for this here, episode 100, just because we are having some technical issues. Sean is still here, but it's going to be a real rocky live recording if uh, he continues to host. So No, we're just, we did the first 100 with Sean, and the next 100, Joe's going to uh, be the yeah, point. Yeah, uh, nope, <laughs> did not see that in my contract, but uh, nice try, Mark. Before we get to it, I did want to start off by saying this is our 100th episode. You would not know it by how, let's say, unprofessional we have started, at least if you're listening to the live stream. But I want to say first and foremost, uh, thanks so much, Sean and Mark. It's been a lot of fun. The last 100 episodes, I mean, I think we've been together for them for at least 90 of them. So uh, it's been a real blast, a lot of fun, almost two years. So good stuff, guys. Happy 100. Happy 100. It is crazy to think that it's been almost two It doesn't feel like it's been almost two years. And just like getting to know everybody even better because of all the time we spend together on this show and, and in the chat and everything. It's been great. A lot of fun every week. I always look forward to it. Since we moved from nights to days, I don't get to drink a beer with you anymore, Joe. So we're not frat boys anymore, but uh, we still have a good time. Yeah, just here drinking water. So sad. But uh, Or you got some, what's that, Gatorade Light? Not sponsored, Gatorade Zero. 
Very nice. Yes. Sugar-free. Yes. Sean? It's been great. It's been fun. Thanks to both of you guys for uh, for doing the show and for making it uh, fantastic this entire time. And it's been crazy, like, since the start, how we've grown and grown into video and all this other complications that are giving us headaches right in this moment. Wouldn't life be so simple if we were just recording audio right now? But uh, it's been amazing to, to have this progression and to take miles to memories to that sort of next medium when it comes to content. And thanks to everybody who listens in live, who goes to the Facebook group, uh, watches us, who leaves comments, who supports us in, in every way, who, you know, supports us by applying through our credit card links. And we don't have advertising on the show because it didn't seem to me like, like unless it was uh, going to be a huge show that it made sense to do that. So we wanted to be able to just bring you authentic content. And I couldn't think of two better guys to do it with. So thank you guys. And uh, let's get into the show. How about that? Yeah. Before we get into it, just a quick reminder that we are recording these, as Sean alluded to, on Facebook Live these days. So you can catch us on Facebook uh, every Monday, at least uh, for now, until my schedule inevitably changes this fall. So you can check us out there. If you want to find our audio podcast, you can check us out on mtmpodcast.com or Apple Podcasts, anywhere you find that stuff. Tell a friend uh, that really helps us out. Maybe not to watch the 100th live episode stream but some of the other ones uh, are a lot of fun we have a lot of fun recording live and also if you're on apple Podcasts and you can leave us a review we really appreciate that but yeah thanks everyone for listening especially those of you who've been around for all hundred of these episodes uh, we really appreciate it i mean it means the world to us that anyone would uh, bother to listen to what we have to say about miles and points and travel and our random lives all right moving into the episode there are a bunch of city premiere and sapphire changes or chase sapphire changes that uh, we want to get to and it is great for me to be sitting in the hosting chair because i have been away in maine all last week and i have no idea what happened so mark what do you want to start with you want to talk about the city premiere first or the sapphire or do they go hand in hand you know tell us what's going on let's roll with the uh the premiere first so basically it's just a a bigger bonus uh and this matches the all-time high they've had you know, normally it's always been a 60,000 point bonus, which has always been one of the better ones, especially for a $95 annual fee card. But you could also get an 80K sometimes if you were uh, targeted for it, but it was never publicly out there or anything. And with the Sapphire Preferred coming out with their 100K bonus, you know, City felt the pressure to increase their game a little bit. They didn't go all the way to 100K, but they uh, brought it up to 80K which is the best we've seen it publicly. Of course, with the card, you earn three times on grocery stores, gas stations, uh, restaurants, hotels, airfare. So it's a really great card for all-around spend. I mean, you'll probably get a fraud alert 47 times before you can actually break through. So that will be annoying on your way to uh, earning thing. That's only if your last name's Osterman. The rest yeah. of us are good. Yeah, even my wife gets it. So, you know, it's just an Osterman thing. But yeah, 80K is one of the better offers out there. You can cash them out, which is cool. They just added that, uh, you know, like a month or two ago, where you could cash out with the premiere at one cent very easily, statement credit. You used to have to have the Prestige, which is the, the more expensive annual fee card to be able to do that. The workaround was to do a check to your mortgage company, which was kind of annoying, but you could still get it. This is way easier. And it also pairs up with the City Rewards Plus, the 10% back up to 10K a year. So you're really looking at, if you have the Rewards Plus already, that's like an 88,000 point bonus, which is $888 or $880. Did you follow me on the math there, Joe? You got it? 888 would have been amazing for uh, <laughs> that would have been. the uh, Asian people out there. But uh, good you know, number. Alas, it's only uh, 880. Sean, what do you think about these changes? 
I think it's good. I mean, the important thing that people should know about the Premier card, other than what Mark says, it earns, I mean, it earns 3x uncapped at grocery stores, 3x uncapped, 3% cash back at grocery stores. I think about all the deals that I max out all my grocery bonus categories on other cards. This is a card that I know can be trusty. You know, when I have, I, I did a gift card deal recently where I bought tens of thousands of cards, of dollars of cards in a short amount of time, and my cards were getting sort of maxed out. I'm getting fraud alerts. That's my sort of backup card to I know I can always use it. And so I love that. And then as you pointed out, Mark, being able to cash out the points now is great. And they have some okay transfer partners, especially if you want to get a little bit more advanced. Um, I've used them to transfer to Singapore. You have some other ones that are uh, that are decent, but you have to kind of get to know the program. So there's some value where you can get more than one cent if you want to dive into the program. I think it's a great deal as far as that. And it's the best that they've offered. Yeah, why not? I think that it's definitely worth that $95 annual fee. Now, Mark, can you give us a quick reminder what is city's current rules is it 48 months since the last time you got a another thank you point no that's card? chase <laughs> 24 no, so, for city 18 yes 20 but 12? it's <laughs> sorry go ahead tell tell us what it is Let i mean me really i don't know anything the, the really annoying thing with with thank you points is they they have a family for Thank you point earning cards. They put it in one umbrella and it's 24 months, which, you know, is restrictive. If it was 24 months per card, that'd be perfectly fine. You could rotate through the thank you point cards because they have the rewards plus. They have the uh, prestige, which the the application just went away. So I don't know if they're revamping it or what they're doing with that. The premier simplicity, I think, is also the thank you points card. But you have to have 24 months in between an upgrade, a downgrade, a closure, an opening, which is annoying too. It's not 24 months from when you got the last bonus. It's 24 months from when you opened or closed the card. So some people will downgrade and they always ask, if down, if I downgrade, does that reset the clock? And if, since it's City, the answer is, who knows? So <laughs> the, the theory is, if your credit card number stays the same, then you're good. If it changes, then that probably resets the clock. And... You don't really know what's going to happen because sometimes people downgrade from a premiere to like a rewards plus the number changes other times it doesn't it's city it doesn't make any sense so what i did with the premiere is i held mine for two years and then applied for a new one and even though i carried the premiere they don't care about that they just want it to be 24 months before you since you opened or closed a card so i just waited the 24 months signed up for the second one as soon as the bonus posted i downgraded the first premiere to a rewards plus so to avoid any potential issues with that so i did have to pay two annual fees i think i got a 7500 point retention bonus so it wasn't terrible but that's kind of one way to work around it and not have to use a ton of mental bandwidth to do it yeah you're reminding me that um this very thing happened to me the last time city premiere had their higher bonus i think it was sixty thousand. i applied for it and i thought i was good but i guess i had downgraded something within 24 months and they burned me on that. So I didn't get the sign up bonus for that. Now, Rick says in the chat that city seems to be denying a lot of people this round. Sean, have you heard any other like anecdotal things about that? No, I haven't really heard a lot about that. I've been traveling, so I haven't uh, heard a lot about the denials, but city, I feel like has, uh, has been a little bit tougher lately in general. They're upping, they're spending a lot of money. City's always been very conservative when it comes to bonuses, right? When we've seen, you know, Chase come out with Sapphire Reserve and blow up the whole market. City was gutting their prestige card, which they just recently eliminated. So I can definitely see that 
sort of mindset where they're really being careful about who they give the card to considering how much they're putting out there as a sign-up bonus. City hasn't been like Chase and American Express throwing points everywhere generally in the past. That's why we this 80,000 point bonus is the best that we've seen, but it's clear they want to compete with Chase who on the flip side, Chase has been giving out cards, I think pretty, as long as you're under 524, I think people have been getting uh, approved pretty easily for the Sapphire Preferred. So I don't know. Mark, what have you heard about the, the denials on the City cards? I think uh, with City, uh, there there is a rule that not a lot of people really pay attention to. If you have three hard pulls in the last six months, you're more than likely to get denied. So that isn't just a card opening. That's if you get a loan, if you get a car loan, if they're pulling it for, you know, to open up a brokerage account type of thing. So you have to pay attention to that. And it's just focused on this last six months. So it's kind of weird. You know, I applied for the custom cash and I was at four. I got denied. My wife was at three. She got approved. So I have to wait for, and then that pull from applying. Also, I have to wait, you know, that adds one more. So I have to wait for it to drop off and stuff. So that is something to pay attention to. Pay attention to your your hard pulls the last six months before you apply. It's not really worth even trying if you have more than three because you're probably going to get denied and then you're just going to add more hard pulls to it. I will say the custom cash, if you get the premiere, Grab the custom cash shortly after because they right now, even though it earns thank you points and has a decent bonus and it earns 5% cash back up to $500 every month and it you don't have to select a category. It goes based off your spending. They have grocery, they have gas. So it's a, a great card, card in that way. But right now it's not falling under the terms of the family rule, even though it earns thank you points. So get the premiere, start working on the 80K bonus, and then also sign up for the custom cash because I think they will add that family terminology at some point in the future. So definitely, if you want both, go for it. That's a really good tip. Now, Sean brought up the Sapphire cards, and there have been some rumors about changes to both the preferred and the reserve. So, Mark, tell us about these rumors, and as far as rumors go, how confident do you feel that these uh, rumors might come to fruition? Like, how, how good do you think the leakers are in this case? I think it's pretty good because it's coming from like a term sheet. I mean, definitely things can change. This could be like a proposed term sheet that they're still going through, but it seems pretty likely. And also, I you know, I think something for sure is going to happen. Probably be close to this, if not exactly this. But you don't know. Things will change. Like with the Amex Platinum things, everybody's got the rumor correct. The $240 dining or entertainment credit, but they didn't get that it was limited to four to four options. So that's the type of tweaks we could see, basically. Yeah, let's run through it real quick. The Sapphire Preferred, you're supposed to get a $50 hotel credit every card member year. No idea if that's going to be like you have to book it through Chase Portal or if it works anywhere or, you know, what kind of restrictions. It'll it'll only work on three hotels. <laughs> yeah. Not chains. Just it'll only work at Wyndham. It'll only work at Wyndham or Radisson. <laughs> it'll only work at Moxie's. It'll only work at Moxie's or something totally random like the platinum yeah. stuffs. Sorry, go ahead. So uh so that's the the first thing. Next one you'll earn five times on Chase Travel, which we've talked about booking through Chase Travel isn't always the best idea because if you have issues long hold times they have to contact the airline for you that type of thing so it just adds another layer of potential problems three times on dining streaming and online grocery like uh, your instacart type of thing it includes target and walmart which i know is a, a big one for some people i will say i think a walmart grocery pickup might work because that codes for groceries for other cards even though the the regular website doesn't and it's technically an online order even though you're picking it up um, so definitely worth a try Two times on travel, one time on everything else. 
You also get 10% back in points as an anniversary bonus. And this will be based on your spend, which is kind of a little weird. So if you spend $25,000, you'll get 10% of that. So 2,500 points. It's not based off the points you earn. So it's basically like 3.1, 2.1, 1.1 earning wise. I find it strange that it earns three times the same as the reserve. And the flex earns three times on uh, dining as well. So what are we doing here, Chase? Like, how do you have a card that's $550 that earns the same as a card with no fee and another card that $95 fee right now? I think potentially it's going to be increased with all these changes. But what? Don't you think that's crazy? Is it just me? It's like the reserve is starting to feel more like the Amex Platinum, which, right, the Platinum traditionally, it was always just 1x on everything. And a lot of the annual fee is paid for by perks and stuff like that. The difference here is that I don't think the reserve has the same amount of perks as the Amex Platinum has. Of course, they do have bonus categories, but it is weird. I, I feel like these credit card companies think that people who will pay high annual fees for these quote unquote luxury cards are less savvy about maximizing stuff and that they can get away with it. But I don't know. What do you think, Sean? I think clearly they want people who are going to spend money on the card. That's why they're offering that 10% uh, rebate. They're offering that 10% back based on what you spent. So you spend 25,000, you're going to get 2,500 points at the end of the year. Add that up. You know, that's what really what they're going for. I mean, I also think the 10X on, on the Chase Dining Mark, I think that's the best thing uh, that we've ever seen, right? I mean, that's that's game changing. If only they added a Peacock credit, then I think we would be, uh, we'd be good to go on the <laughs> Sapphire Reserve. So uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great, a great thing all around. For the reserve, is Sean's talking about 10x on Chase Dining is something they're rolling out and then 10x uh, hotel on car rental purchases through Chase Travel. So if you're booking a hotel, like a third party hotel or not a points hotel, that's potentially beneficial. Car rental as well, because their prices are usually decent. Now, Chase Dining, I'm not a fan of. You know, they did this earlier when they first rolled out Chase Dining because it's very restricted to certain restaurants and there's like a specific days and menus and it's really weird. Now, if it rolls out to where it becomes more useful at a wide range of places, and I think that's what they want to build it up to, then it will be a good thing. But right now, like when I checked it a couple months ago, there was nothing around me where Greg from Frequent Miler said my two favorite restaurants in Ann, Ar Ann Arbor are on here. So I'm going to be racking up 10 times easily. So I think it will be very uh, situational who it, who it works for. And it just doesn't work for me. But depending on where you live, it could be an amazing boon for your dining if it's one of your favorite restaurants for sure. Uh, other changes for reserve, five times on airline travel, book through Chase Travel. So a little bit of a perk, but you're still having to deal with the Chase Travel again. Three times on travel and dining stays the same. One time on all other purchases. So I said in the article, I didn't think the reserve really did anything. It's basically like, hey, we're going to extend the Chase Dining, and then we'll give you something if you book hotels and cars. But not not too exciting for me. So you're saying uh, Buffalo Wild Wings isn't on there? <laughs> Highly unlikely. That's, uh, that's uh, you know, my kids' chicken nuggets and fries. Where am I, where am I going to get uh, 10 times for then? <laughs> but uh, another thing I want to mention is, with these preferred changes, do you think the annual fee is going up? Like, I doubt it stays at $95. Do you think it will go to $150? Do you think it will go to $200, $250? Or do you think it will stay the same? What do you think, Joe? I think in the article on the site, the prediction that it'll go up to $149 maybe, including that hotel credit, I think that's a good hypothesis. I do feel like we are at the point where all these banks are trying to inch their annual fees up little by little or 
Amex by a lot, by a lot. And so I think that's a good bet that the annual fee is going to go up. Now, Sean, you had some other thoughts on the cards? I was going to say that Sapphire Reserve continues to have the easiest travel credit among the premium cards and the, the bonus on the pay yourself back. You're getting more value there. So you just that's really been the calculus, I think, before on which cards you should have. And I think it continues to be. If you spend enough, you, if you want to get that extra value out of the, out of the points and do that, then I think that you go with the reserve. But I think most people will go with the Sapphire Preferred. Yeah, I totally agree that the, the price will probably go up just because we've been seeing that and because they're very specifically adding that hotel credit. Yeah, like I said before, I think the Sapphire Preferred is the, is the way to go. And I was being uh, facetious talking about Chase Dining, Mark. I wasn't being serious saying it was a great thing. Yeah, it's, it's way too limited. It's not a dining benefit. Just to be clear. Yes, for the uh, live stream, people thought, someone thought I was doing some sort of peacock impersonation. No, that was me doing a volleyball impersonation when Sean said Chase Dining because he was setting Mark up for the spike because Mark hates that Chase Dining thing. Um, (laughs) The peacock. You're going to see, this Uh, is why you got to join us live. This is why you got to join us live. Uh, Anything else on these Sapphire changes or on the city changes uh, before we move on? Yeah, I'll just say, you know, one more time to really drive it home. It's a shame that they're keeping dining at 3x on the reserve, especially when they're giving it on lower tier cards and get it for fee free or for uh, on the preferred. And then you look at the MX Gold that's giving you 4x on restaurants and on grocery and the prestige is five times on restaurants. So there's a lot of better options out there and some with lower annual fees. So why are we not looking at I know 10x chase dining, whatever. But why aren't we at four or five times to set the two cards apart? Like give them uh, something, you know, what what are you getting for that extra fee? Priority pass lounges? Like, come on, that's not a big thing. The travel credit, I mean, the travel insurance is a little bit better, but it's not that much better that's worth the annual fee. So give me something on my spend. The preferred even has 10% back and you're not doing anything like that on reserve. So I think they really, I don't know, they're going back to the basics and really pushing the preferred and just think the reserve market isn't worth it and we know they lost money when they launched it so maybe it just isn't a profitable card and they're they're kind of like slowly phasing it down all right so moving on as i mentioned earlier i was up in maine in acadia national park for five days last week i went with my whole family went with another family of five so four adults six kids uh it was pretty crazy we stayed at atlantic oceanside inn now Miles and points wise, there are not a lot of options up there. There is a Holiday Inn and there is a Best Western and there's also a Quality Inn, which I don't know, Mark, is Quality Inn on any of the, is it like Choice or something random like that? Maybe it's Sinesta. We need Benji in here. <laughs> it's not some, it's something. I forget. Sean's giving the thumbs up. So I think it's Choice. Choice. Yeah. yeah. I have Choice points. I should know this. <laughs> Yeah, you should like you, you got to go to Acadia. Uh, that Quality Inn is probably the best located out of all those hotels that I mentioned. But the reality is most of the hotels are locally owned. So we stayed at this place called Atlantic Oceanside Inn. It was really beautiful. We had a view of the dock. You know, a lot of the boat tours left from behind our hotel. One weird thing was it said IHG and Kimpton on our key cards, but I could find no trace of that resort being related to IHG or Kimpton. If it had been, though, that would have been great redemption. So we uh, paid with cash. Uh, Rick's saying he wants to do a 
quality in meetup at Acadia. And I would say you should do that. Acadia is beautiful, like all the national parks in the United States. It was really nice to be up there. We did a lot of hiking, um, you know, so just talking about the park itself, it was it's very like coastal glaciers cut through there type of thing. I maybe imagine it's similar to things that you saw in Alaska. I don't know, Mark, I haven't been in Alaska since I was a kid, but it was just really fun to run around. Um, you know, we went on hikes. Even the three-year-old was able to come with us. There's a lot of like easy trails that you can go on and just experience nature. Like you're by the coast all the time. Our kids found tide pools all over the place. So they were just like hunting for snails. My son fell in a couple times, just ankle high. Action park right there. Yeah, it was. <laughs> there were some, there were some, there were some parts. Thankfully, my wife took my daughter on like a more challenging hike and there could have been some dangerous action park situations there. But in general, uh, it was really nice. One tip I want to say, you know, it's very hard to describe the beauty of nature on an audio podcast. So I'm not going to talk much more about Acadia, but I will say that if you have a fourth grader, I looked this up. I did not have a fourth grader and my friends did not have one either, but fourth graders get to enter all the national parks in the United States for free. Uh, and so I did some research on how it works and the way it works is you just uh, Google that and then you'll go to a website and you can just sign up online and get a pass that you can print up and you can use that to get into any park for free. I mean, we got in for $30 for a week, but some of the other national parks are a lot more expensive. And timing wise, the way it works is from September 1st, when you're in fourth grade until August 31st, the next summer, if you have a fourth grader, the whole family can go into national parks for free for that whole year. So we're already thinking two years in advance, you know, what national parks do we want to go to with our kids? you know, when my daughter's in fourth grade and then we're going to be able to do this every other summer for. See, that's why you made so many running. kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great segue. Make Mark. babies, make babies every year so you can go for free. <laughs> yeah. It's a great segue, Mark, because have you traveled all four of you yet on any type of vacation? Yeah. Several. <laughs> like since, since the pandemic, since the pandemic. Oh, since the pandemic. Um, no, no, we have not since the pandemic. Dude, like we were so rusty. It was, it just kind of like blew my mind. The difficulty level of traveling with three kids is very high and it felt even higher because we had not done it for so long. So it was like little things from like in the morning, like we couldn't get them all out. And then they just didn't have the stamina to be out like hiking all day. You know, one thing that like was a real source of stress. And I know you've dealt with this, Mark, is finding places to eat. You know, thank goodness our friends had been to Acadia last year and they realized that you basically need to make reservations like every night for dinner. And so we had reservations like three out of the five nights that we were there. But the two nights that we didn't have reservations, we were scrambling. Like I waited for pizza for an hour, you know, for one of those nights. And I know that uh, you've run into that a lot too as well, Mark, and you probably have too, Sean. So I got to say, like the travel rust was real. Sean, I know you're traveling with Ellie right now and you guys have traveled a few times, but have did you find the same thing? Like the first family trip that you took for real, like you just, didn't remember how to do it, like packing. Like I didn't, I didn't remember how to even to do that. I'll tell you a story coming here. We were supposed to leave. We were going to Disneyland and we were supposed to leave the night before. And Jasmine and I, neither one of us were ready to leave on time. 
uh, because we just didn't get everything done. I mean, we always would be priding ourselves on being able to pack ourselves up within one hour's notice. Uh, we ended up having to go the next morning and drive straight to Disneyland because we ended up like blowing through the day, just getting stuff done, odds and ends done. So to your point about packing, yeah, yeah just rusty. And uh, Ellie, I don't know how much of it is just her being a six-year-old girl. You know, they get whiny sometimes, but uh, certainly she's been a little bit more difficult to travel with. I've also been struggling with jet lag, just coming to the East Coast. I've been, I did it a few weeks ago when I went to Jersey. I've been struggling with sleeping. So yeah, there's a lot to adjust to. And I guess we just don't notice it because we're constantly traveling. You kind of get used to it and sitting at home for a year change things for sure. Now, Mark, one warning I have for you is I've mentioned that I took a trip with both my daughters separately, right? Solo trips with them. Compared to our road trip to Acadia, which, you know, we have all our stuff in our car. Technically, it should be easier and stuff like that. Like the stress level for traveling with all three kids, even having my wife there, you know, us working together, it was like 15 times harder than the solo trip. So I know you went to Alaska with your son, but I'm looking forward to seeing when the four of you travel together, you know, what's it going to be like? Cause it was, it was a real, I don't know. It was just a real shock to me. It's just weird because we feel like we're experienced travelers and experienced family travelers, right? Like when I used to write a blog that no longer exists, I used to write about that all the time. Like, you know, we have our ways, like this is where we put our car seats. This is what we pack. This is what we have in our bags. This is how we deal with milk. You know, my daughter has a milk allergy. So this is how I get oat milk. You know, I had all that stuff down. And after not traveling for 18 months with all of them together, it was a rude awakening, but still a ton of fun. Highly recommend it. It was really great to get back on the horse. The one tip I would have is if you are traveling with your family for the first time in a long time, just really don't schedule too much. We only had like one or two things scheduled every day. And because it's a national park, you can kind of just wander. Or if you don't go to your destination, it'll be there the next day. It's not like we had tickets to Disney World or something like that where you have to go on that day. Take it easy. And I think that really helped us to get back up to speed. And you know, for our next trip, I think we'll be much better prepared. So when is your first uh, big family trip, Mark, with uh, everybody? Man, I think uh, all four of us, it will be October, I believe. We're going to Florida for my mom's 60th birthday. And then a couple weeks later, we're going to D.C. for their birthdays. Uh, you know, I went with just my son a couple years ago and he loved it, but my daughter's never been. So, yeah, we're going to hit it back to back. So the first one will probably be a little rough. And then uh, the, the second one, hopefully we caught our sea legs, as they say. But I've noticed that, too. Like, usually... I have like a go bag ready that's all has all my stuff in it. And I just I don't even think about it. Like I know what's in there. And I just throw a couple of things of clothes for a weekend in my backpack and I'm gone. And, you know, I tried to do that this time and it did not work. There was stuff missing that had come out or I didn't need to replace. And I just didn't trust it. I had to recheck it like three times because I knew I was forgetting something. And I ended up forgetting some stuff. But like simple things like chargers and, and things like that, like you just assume are in there. But and normally they would be, but they're not anymore. So you're you're definitely rusty. And then, yeah, the, the pain of travel right now is pretty high as far as trying to find dining and, and stuff like that. So it's something to consider for sure. Now, I'm curious, uh, everybody I hear from says national parks are like insanely busy, just like overly packed because that's what everyone wants to do this summer. Everyone wants to go to Alaska, Vegas, Hawaii and national parks. Your friends have been there like a year before. Was it increasingly busier or was it pretty normal or did it feel crowded? What's your takeaway from that? It was one of those things where I was like mentally prepared for the park to be completely crushed with people that when we got there, it was busy for sure, but it did not feel like I didn't feel boxed in. 
at any point. Like on the hiking trails, yeah, you're passing people. And on some of them, they're like, they're not even hiking trails. They're just like a path along the coast that you go from like site to site. And of course, those were busy, but they weren't like crazy. And the thing that really told me that it wasn't incredibly crowded was sometimes it was tricky to find parking, but it was never impossible. Like I never needed to look for more than five minutes to find parking. And with my kids, like the three-year-old, you know, we were walking miles a day. So sometimes I would have to drive the car ahead with her to like meet them. And so I was always a little bit stressed because there's this one-way loop where if I can't get parking in the parking lot or along the road, like you can park along the road as well, I would have to go all the way around on the loop to catch up with everyone. But I never, you know, I, the stress never came to fruition. It's like when you're picking somebody up at the airport and you you think they're going to be at a certain time and they're like, oh, I'm not out yet. And you're like, dang it, I got to go drive around in a circle yes, again and come back. Exactly. There's no cell phone lot in Acadia National Park, just uh, for those of you who are, are wondering. So it ended up being pretty good i think my friends last year it was harder there was like less people but it was harder because less was open for example there's a bus that goes through acadia national park that you can take like a free shuttle so you don't have to worry about driving that was closed last year so they actually said parking was more difficult last year because more people were trying to get in at some places you needed to make reservations which that really helped as well like it limited the number of cars going in it was really nice i highly recommend acadia national park we are already discussing going back because it's only like a four and a half hour drive from us. And the the kids, like I said, they really loved it. They loved um, being out in nature. Two of the three kids said it was better than Disney World, which broke my heart. But uh, what are you going to do? Only the three-year-old is dumb enough enough to think that Disney World is better than being in the beauty of uh, nature. Um, So it was a really good, just um, one more practical note that I want to say, or not a practical note, but one thing I want to mention was the hotel that we stayed at. Oh, and then the other reason why I know it wasn't super crowded was a lot of these places did not have the no vacancy signs up. They still all had vacancy. So I don't think it was as crowded as it could be. But speaking about my hotel, one thing I loved about the hotel was I did not have to opt into housekeeping and they obviously had enough staff for housekeeping. Like I know that's been an issue in a lot of places. I talked about it uh, on my discord and someone said that they had to opt into housekeeping and housekeeping didn't get there until 8 PM at some hotel that they were staying at. So they couldn't even use it because their kids were sleeping already. Housekeeping was great every day. And again, one thing you forget traveling with multiple kids at once is how they trash rooms, not necessarily, you know, how you would trash a room if you were drinking with your buddies, but kids just trash rooms. And so having that housekeeping was really appreciated, really appreciated that we didn't have to ask for it. Um, so that made a big difference. So that makes me think that all these hotels that are going opt in, like it just kind of it's it's a little diminishing of the hotel experience. Like one nice thing about being at a hotel is you have to clean up after yourself less. So uh, I want to mention that as well. That I, I always really opt out even before. So. <laughs> I'm one of those with who, the kids? I put the I put the do not disturb as suit the first thing I do. Yeah, I just uh, for whatever reason I'm usually only staying somewhere for two nights, three nights, so it's not like it builds up that much. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I just then I have to worry about like moving my stuff out of their way or them moving my stuff for me. So I just let it go. But solo, I always opt out like when it's just me. But with the kids, it was just great to have you know someone make the bed because they trashed it every single day. So, I don't know. What about you, Sean? Your thoughts on housekeeping? Housekeeping? You want me to fluff your pillow? I like pillow? housekeeping. It reminded me. You're, you're, yeah, exactly. You reminded me of a story like when I was checking out in Hyatt Regency, Orlando, they gave us housekeeping every day as with Diamond members or as globalist Diamond members, as a globalist. But 
the people, nobody else in the hotel got daily housekeeping. And when I was checking out, I overheard a lady complaining and she had like four little kids, you know, about how they charged the resort fee and they didn't have housekeeping. And when you're talking about your kids trash in the room, uh, Ellie does a good job all by herself. But so with three of them, I can't even imagine. Yeah, just not, not destroying the room, just everything everywhere and being able to come back after a long day with it just like looking nice. I, I do appreciate that. I used to be somebody who opted out all the time and now I almost never opt out. So I like the, I like the housekeeping, although I travel very, you know, my suitcase is small and I keep it very, you know, in one place. So I don't have to pack everything up and all that. One more funny story is my kids the week, a couple of weeks ago, they went to a rock climbing slash parkour camp. I didn't realize there was a parkour section to it, but they have this like obstacle course and they're teaching the kids how to like, I don't know, run up walls and whatever parkour nonsense, you know, just that office gif. Where... How to break their legs. So when they get t- turned into teenagers. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Okay. First of all, as soon as we get to the hotel room, okay, they're not allowed to jump on the furniture at home, but we haven't sent set these boundaries in the hotel room so all of a sudden the kids are like parkouring from bed to chair to wherever like and then the most ridiculous thing was you know you're on these like jagged rocks not jagged but like you know this rocky terrain on like the coastline which if you get close enough you know you're gonna fall off a cliff and this lady we were like leaving someplace and this lady mentioned to me she's like hey i think your son just said it's time for parkour. And I was like, oh no, come on. <laughs> parkour to the death. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, so That's what, yeah. it's crazy about some of these uh, parks and stuff. Like, you see a 50-foot drop right next to it, and there's nothing protecting it. Like, all it takes is one little stumble. And we were even walking around the marina up in Lexington, and they had the rail on one side and not a rail on the other side. And there's these huge boulders, but there's cracks like that. You could drop like six feet down into this crack of these boulders. It's like, why wouldn't you have something on this side too? And as you're passing people, you're like, okay, I got to go to this edge. I don't want to fall or, you know, and I'm worried about my daughter who trips over her own feet just walking. So you never never know with kids like what's going to happen. So it's kind of, it's crazy how comfortable you get at certain points walking up the side of these mountains when there's not really a ton of room, but people do it. That's the, I know, I know I keep saying last thing. This is the absolute last thing. The other readjustment with traveling with kids was there was all this stuff that Jess and I kept looking at each other. Oh, we want to do this, but we can't do it because we have these kids. You know, we heard there's something called the precipice trail where part of the trail, it's all one way. And you're basically just climbing up a ladder that is drilled into the side of the mountain. And it's only one way because you can't go back. And Jess was like, we'd probably do that if the kids weren't here. Right. And I was like, yeah, we probably would like, and great thing about being out in nature is like, you can see a trail and you can just go on it, but you can't do that when you have the kids. Right. Cause you don't know, like, like you can go wandering for hours on a trail uh, if it's just adults, but with the kids, you know, you gotta worry about them staying alive and stuff. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do? So maybe we'll go back uh, without the kids sometime or when the kids are teenagers, we will uh, climb that mountain. But uh, we will see. All right. Enough about Acadia. Let's uh, close up the show with an exciting thing. Apparently, Amex is going Oprah with a no lifetime language offers. They're throwing them out like crazy. I know we discussed this a little bit a few weeks ago, but it seems like it's gotten even better. So, Mark, what's going on? What is Amex nuts? Is their IT broken? 
Yeah, I don't. I think their business department's struggling, and they just need to get because they're all focused on business cards. And between me and my wife, we have seven unique no lifetime offers right now. Over the last like three weeks, that we've either gotten emailed to us or in the snail mail, like through the post office. And sometimes they're popping up in the Amex offer section. And you'll get like multiples for the same card, like two different gold ones. And you could apply for both because for, you know, no lifetime language offers work even if you currently hold the card. So we could technically sign up for all seven of these if we had the, you know, the proper space for 10 charge cards and uh, five credit cards. But one morning, everybody in our MTM Slack was like, oh, I got a 80K gold uh, offer today in my email. And then somebody else was like, oh, I got 90K today. And I was like, oh, I got 90K too. So it seems like they're just blasting them out everywhere, which is crazy. It, and even if you signed up for the card like two months ago, you're getting a no lifetime offer for that specific card. And I got one that was for the Blue Business Plus or the cash. And I could technically sign up for both, which you would think it would be like either or, but the links work for both after I signed up for the Plus. I could still click through the cash and apply. So I don't know what they're doing if they just have goals that they're way below and they're, hey, Oprah, you get a card and you get a card and you get a card. So who knows? But they've lost their mind for sure. It worked for us. But quick question. Are these offers? So the ones that I've gotten are all like upgrades. So it's like upgrade your blue business plus to the gold for I only got 80,000. I'm not as special as the 90,000 people. Are you getting all upgrade type offers or are you getting like flat out like apply for the first time offers yeah these are like the the new term they use is expand your membership they're like hey we see you have an amex green business card why don't you get a gold card too and expand your membership and your earning ability so i i haven't actually gotten any upgrade offers i think i got one in like a month or two ago to upgrade to the platinum card but outside of that these are all the expand your membership offers which are just the tr- traditional no lifetime language offers, which you were lucky to get maybe one a year, one every two years. Now people are getting multiples within a couple of days. So practically, if people have not been able to find these, what I have been Googling is welcome offer for Joseph that has showed up some of the upgrade offers that I've gotten and then expand your membership gets you uh, these business offers that you're talking about. Anything else that people should be Googling or searching in their email for that in case they missed, you know, because I get a ton of emails from Amex and they're not all no lifetime language offers, unfortunately. No, I think that's, you know, those two would probably pull it up one way or the other. And then I'll also say that if you're getting the pop-up like uh, me and my wife are right now, these offers go right around the pop-up. You don't even get it with them. So it's like the golden ticket, the the key to paradise of Amex points. Pretty sure uh, Midas ended up having some issues, but, uh, you know... <laughs> The metaphor only goes so far. Now, Sean, uh, before we close things out, I know that Amex has been showing you no love. Any hypothesis for, you know, why they hate you? I mean, they kind of hate me, too. I've only gotten like two offers on like the seven that the, the Ostermans are pulling in. I have no idea. I don't get offers in the mail. I've made sure I'm opted into everything. I don't get offers in the email. I don't get offers when I log in. I finally got an offer for a personal loan when I logged in uh, yesterday. So I felt maybe maybe I'm working my way towards the no lifetime limit offers. But we don't. Yeah, we just don't get them, and I don't know why. And but but every time I apply for an American Express card, of course I get approved. So they don't hate me in that way. They just don't want to give me all these extra points. And to see like some people that I know just getting just. An insane amount of points from these is made me very, very jealous. But I'm glad you guys are getting all the love. I just wish they'd give it to me. 
Actually, Mark, for the offers that show up on the website, is it like in the past, I've sometimes seen banners at the top. Is it like that easy or do you sometimes have to go searching for them? Uh, I haven't gone searching for anything. So, I, I mean, if you get a banner, that's another way. But I've just been getting them directly and most of them come directly via email. So I'm lucky. I'm special. That's uh, hopefully you are as lucky. It's kind of a reminder that just having one business, one personal card with Amex can often just lead to these random crazy things. Actually, with all the banks, if you can kind of get your foot in the door, uh, you can always hopefully expand your membership. I did not mean to steal the catchphrase, but uh, here we are. Lawsuit. <laughs> Trademark American <laughs> Express. Yeah, that's going to do it for the main part of this show. Just sort of a reminder, if you weren't tuned out at the beginning, we're having technical issues, which is why you're not hearing Sean as much as normal. But uh, let's uh, go to Sean. Why don't you tell us what your rapid fire is? You get to go first, so none of us steal yours this time. Yeah, for once, I get a, I get to uh, hold you off at the pass. M1 Finance, we have our list of brokerage apps that have sign-up bonuses on the website, we keep that up to date and there's lots of lucrative ones. A lot of people remember SoFi a couple of years ago. Sometimes they offer like one free stock, two free stocks, but every once in a while a good one comes out. M1 Finance is one of these apps. They normally have a $10 signup bonus. They had recently updated it to 30 and now it's up to $50. And all you have to do is deposit $100 with them to get it. So I feel like that's a pretty good deal. You know, deposit 100, get 50. It is a referral link, but do we have the, it's, it's our referral link, but we do have the, the article in the show notes. Like I said, I've, I've used them. I have a few stocks that I own through them. I've uh, had a good experience with the app and at the very least, free 50 bucks for you. What about you, Mark? Which one were you going with? Because I don't want to steal yours. No, this is part of the roulette that I wanted okay. to play. Because I think they, I think I'm gonna, I might steal yours, but I don't know. Okay, so mine is 11 things you shouldn't do when visiting the United Kingdom written by, <laughs> so I think Joe won the roulette but uh zoe wrote it she's done this for a couple places uh japan korea um that type of thing they've been really popular and you wouldn't think that united kingdom would have you know some social norms things you kind of feel like it'd it'd be somewhat similar or expected but you know what the one i found was pretty interesting was they don't want anybody standing on the left side of the escalator so don't do that you'll kind of upset them which i thought was uh kind of unique something you wouldn't expect i definitely would have mess that up but uh another one is like don't make a fuss publicly and they, she's like you know us british people love to complain about things but we do it like out in the open type of thing but we don't like it if at a restaurant there's like a hair in my soup and stuff we don't want to make a scene we don't like publicly embarrassing anybody so we'll just claim we'll uh you know complain about like the government as a whole but we don't want individuals to feel feel bad so a lot of times they'll just either not eat the food and move on, but, you know, never tell anybody that it was bad. So that's kind of, you know, something to know about and um, a good list of them. So definitely check it out. How about you, Joe? It's weird that you can't stand on the left side, considering that's the slow lane when you're driving. I don't get it. But uh, anyway, mine was there is a new Amex offer for gold cards, basically reimbursing you for clear i've mentioned in the past that uh, i just got clear this year and i really enjoyed it so kind of continuing with the amex theme if you have gold cards look for that amex offer 
you know, get clear, even if you don't have clear at your home airport, at any airport that has clear. Um, and even if you have TSA pre-check, it just, if you're getting it reimbursed, uh, it's a nice option to have so that you can choose between TSA pre-check or clear. Most of the time I found clear is faster in my experience and also from anecdotal evidence that I've heard from others, but every once in a while TSA pre-check will be faster, but why not have both? Yes. And uh, anybody in the Diamond Lounge that's coming to the Denver meetup, one of the members sent me on Facebook that the Rockies are a part of the, the clear program. So when we go to the baseball game, some of us will be getting in quickly. Others will have to wait in line. If you're uh, watching this live home run derby tonight, Shohei Otani, dude is a beast. It's the first home run derby I've been excited about in, I don't know, since I was a kid. Ever? And that, yeah. <laughs> ever and that's going to be at course field as well so if you want to see how uh big flies sail at a uh, course field check out the home run derby tonight of course if this is thursday you already know what happened in the home run derby and he probably flopped considering everything i root for ever always goes badly so <laughs> it's amazing like how the people that are leading like home runs in the league and stuff usually do really bad in the home run derby and then they basically like change their whole swing so if you pay attention to who does the home run derby and then when they come out like the next week or two, their batting average drops often because they've like, yeah. I do not want swing. I do not want Alonzo participating this year. He's <laughs> defending his crown from two years ago, but like I don't want to have him. But anyway, this isn't a sports podcast. This is the Miles to Memories podcast, episode one hundred. Thank you again so much for everyone hanging around with us for so long and. Here's to many more. Again, we will work out these technical difficulties. Just uh, have Sean, who runs a Sean, big travel, travel website, never travel ever again <laughs> for the rest of his life, and we'll work that out. But Sean, if people want to find your big travel website and find out about the thousands of hotels you stayed in, including this one that has screwed over our live recording, where can they find you? Yes, thanks to the Hyatt Place Royal Oak for your terrible internet out here in uh, Michigan, but uh, you can find us at milestomemories.com for all of our articles. And then we do have, as Mark talked about, our diamond group, uh, patreon.com forward slash miles to memories, upcoming meetup in Denver, one in Disney later this year. We're already planning the ones for next year, several of them on the books, including Mexico City, I believe, even towards the end of the year, hopefully. So lots of stuff there. And uh, for our Vegas stuff, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. Mark, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark at milestomemories.com. Comment on our articles. You know, we have 50, 60, 70, somewhere in there every week. Join our Facebook groups. Send me private messages, whatever. Uh, lots of ways. How about you, Joe? You can find me at As a Joe Flies all over the place. Find old episodes of this podcast at mtmpodcast.com or Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you find podcasts, check us out live on Facebook where we are recording these live also, one more plug, Sean and Mark have started their MTM Vegas podcast, so you guys should check that out. That one is a lot of fun as well, especially if you're into Vegas. See, Sean, you don't have to travel because you can just run the Vegas podcast. Just never leave home, and uh, you'll be good. You're on a delay, so I'm not going to let you respond to that. We're just going to get out of here. It's been episode 100. It's been real, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. I'll do the Sean. Bye. Very well done. Very well done. Sean is sadly waiting because I will not let him unmute. Goodbye. True. Home of the uh, the, the wrong way to make a left, right? <laughs>
So no jokes. I'm not going to make any jokes because I'm not going to do that. Like, I, we have to wait like <laughs> 10 seconds to see if you're done talking after you joke. And then it just seems like nobody's laughing. All right. This is my, Joe, why don't you, you want to, you want to leave Sean's the show? Mike sounds weird to me to differentiate. Diff- oh, well, going to have to edit that out. That was a, <laughs> to set the two cards apart, like give them, <laughs>